Amen, amen, amen. Make a joyful noise unto the Lord, all ye land. Serve the Lord with gladness. Come before his presence with singing. Know ye that the Lord, he is God. It is he who has made us and not we ourselves. We are his people and the sheep of his pasture. Enter into his gates with thanksgiving and into his courts with praise. Be thankful unto him and bless his name. For the Lord is good. His mercy is everlasting and his truth endures to all generations. And yes, oh yes indeed, you're listening to the voice of the preacher. I'm Apostle Barbara Bolden, pastor of the Anointed Church of the Living God. Thanking God for you on today. Just thanking and praising God for waking us up this morning, starting us on our way. Let's look to the Lord in prayer. Father God, in the name of Jesus, we come with a song in our heart. We come with praise on our lips. We come, Father God, as humbly as we know how. We come with our faces bowed toward Mother Earth and our voices lifted to heaven. We thank it and praising you, O oh God. We're thanking you on this great day. You didn't have to do it, but you did. And we're so glad that you did. You woke us up this morning, clothed in our right minds. You gave us strength to go about our day. And Lord, we just want to say thank you. We want to thank you above all for the love so great and so powerful that you gave your only begotten son, Jesus Christ, to die for our sins by the shedding of his blood on Calvary. And with his stripes, we know that we're healed. We know that we're redeemed. We know that we're delivered. We know that by the shedding of his blood, we are indeed set free from not some of, but all the bondages of the enemy. And we just want to thank you, Father God. We thank you for being so mindful of us on today that you assign angels to watch over us, to hold us up in their hands. At least we dash our foot against the stone. And we just want to thank you. Thank you for your mighty warring angels that encamp round about those who fear you and deliver them. Thank you, Lord, on today. There are so many blessings, so many benefits that we can't name them all. And if we had 10,000 tongues, we couldn't praise you enough for them, Father God. But we certainly want to say thank you for all that you have done, all that you are doing, and all that you're going to do. Father God, this morning somebody is sitting in the valley of decision. I'm asking you, God, that you will crown their head, give them wisdom, knowledge, and understanding. Let your directing the path that you would help them to go. Father God, let them find that in you. Let them, as they seek you and ask you which way to go, what to do, Father God. Let your word be the light that will guide their path, Father, and that they'll be able to do those things that you have anointed them to do. And I pray that they'll be able to do them without hindrance, God, that your word be not hindered, that your work be not hindered, Father God, and that you will be glorified in each and everything that is done for your glory, Father God. I'm praying that your will be done, your kingdom come, your kingdom come and your will be done. Father God, that's all that matters at this late date in our lives, Father God. In the name of Jesus, we pray for those this morning that are sick, Father God. Some are sick. They don't know which way to turn. They don't know what to do. They're sick in their mind. They're sick in their heart. They're sick in their body, Father God. But we know that the blood of Jesus, that when he said it is finished, on Calvary hung his head and died, that the total work of salvation was finished, and that we uh, thank God for the healing that was provided by his blood. Yes, there's an ache here. Yes, there may be a pain there, but we know that nothing is too hard for you, Father God. 
and that the manifestation of the finished work of Jesus Christ, we're looking for it, we're reaching for it, and we believe in it. So, Father, asking you that the manifestation of the healing has already been provided by the sacrifice of Jesus Christ because sickness came with the curse, and Jesus, Jesus delivered us from the curse. Galatians 3.13, he became the curse for us by giving and offering his body up on Calvary. And with his stripes, we are healed. And I believe it, I decree it, I declare it in the mighty name of Jesus on today. So Father, I'm asking you to meet Meet each one in the center of their need on today. For you know all about us, God. You know more about us than we know about ourselves. So, Lord, we trust you on today. We just lift our hands to you this morning. And we receive that that you are giving us, Father. And we say thank you. Thank you in the mighty name of Jesus Christ. Thank you for delivering us from sin, death, and hell. Thank you, Father, for saving our loved ones, Father God. Thank you for delivering them, Father God. Thank you for healing our body. Thank you, Lord. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. We just want to be thankful on today. You didn't have to do it, but you did. And we're so glad about it, Father. Father, I'm praying, Father God, for those that are sitting in the valley of grief right now, Father God, weighed down, grieved down because they've lost loved ones. Father God, we know we all have an appointed time. We've got an appointed time to be here, and we have an appointed time to leave this earth, Father God. So I'm praying, Lord, that you will comfort those who's lost loved ones over the land and country. Touch their heart, Almighty God. Comfort them as only you can. Only you can do it because you've borne our griefs, carried our sorrow, Lord, and we thank you for it. We thank you, Father. We thank you this morning as we lift them up to you, Lord, to reach down and wipe away their tears, Lord, with your loving hand, Father God. Some are saying they don't understand. They don't know why. They don't see why. We don't understand everything, Lord, but we trust you. We trust you, Lord, and we lean, rely, and depend on you on today. So, Father, asking you to touch them, God, take away all confusion, God, and give them peace in the midst of their storm. Father, somebody need to know you and the partner of their sins. Somebody need to know you that's never known you before. They've never surrendered their life to you. They've never trusted you. They don't know about Jesus Christ and how he died for our sins. And those that don't know, they don't believe God. They don't believe, Lord. But I ask, Father God, that you open their eyes. Let them have an eye-opening experience as the Apostle Paul had an eye-opening experience as he rode on the road to Damascus. Somebody need, amen, that Damascus Road experience on today. So let those who don't know you, Father God, and the pardon of their sins, they're blinded by the God of this world, Father God. Let the scales fall from their eyes and give them a heart and a mind, Father God, to see you and to know you in the pardon of their sins. Give the black backslider a mind to come back to your father. And I pray and I ask it in Jesus' name. Only you can do it, Lord. Only you can do it. But I realize that 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 you do, whatever you do, it's done because somebody came to you in prayer. Somebody prayed. Glory to God. Somebody prayed for me when I was in my mess. Somebody prayed, Father God, and prayer. Prayer is the only thing that can do something about everything. So, Father God, we're praying this morning that these uh, situations that seem to be beyond our control, we know that you are always in control. So we lift them up to you on today, Father God, and we just want to say thank you. Thank you for taking them. Thank you for handling them. Thank you for working all things, no matter how bad it looks. Thank you for working all things for the good, for those who love you and are the called according to your purpose. Now, Father, I pray as always that you will indeed remember Paul and Diane Tinkle and their loved ones, that you will bless them, Father God, 
and fulfill every need in their lives. That you will touch their bodies and keep their bodies healed and whole for your service, Father God. I ask it in Jesus' name. And those that work here at the work radio station and the people that work in social media, I pray, Father God, for the presidents. I pray for the leaders of the states, of the nations, of the cities, city council, government, Father God. I pray, Father God, that you will touch them, give them wisdom, knowledge, and understanding but Above all else, give them a mind and a heart to sincerely know you and to serve you and to worship you in spirit and in truth. And Father, I pray that when we've done all that we can do, that you will give us a home that we will receive. Amen. The crown that you have prepared for us, that we'll wear the white robe that you, amen, have for us, Father God, and that we'll be able to walk those streets of gold in heaven and hear you say, well done one day. That's our aim. That is our goal in the name of Jesus Christ. And we say Thank you. We love you. Amen and amen. Glory to God. So I thank God this morning that if you prayed that prayer with me, that indeed, amen, pray it, say amen, come into agreement, glory to God, and believe that it is indeed done. Amen. Just like the Bible say. Excuse me, I had to get a drink of water. My mouth is so dry this morning, glory to God. But I thank God, amen, once again for you. And thank you for tuning in to, indeed, the voice of the preacher on today. And once again, glory to God. I'm Apostle Barbara Bolden. I pastor the Anointed Church of the Living God. We're located at 1211 South Miles Avenue, Union City, Tennessee, inviting you to come out and to worship with us on today. Praise God. Amen. Our service start. At 11.30. We aren't having Sunday school this morning. But morning worship will begin at 11.30. Glory to God on today. Our air conditioning went out. And um, we don't have have the part to fix it. It has to come in. So it'll be a little warm in there. But that's all right. Glory to God. It's always warm. As a matter of fact, it's hot. Glory to God in there with the fire of the Holy Ghost. So come by and worship with us. Thursday we have uh, Bible study on Thursdays. At 5 from 5 to 6 p.m., that's Bible study at the Anointed Church of the Living God. And also, right after that, we have the Hour of Power. We pray prayer from 6 to 7 p.m., and you're certainly invited to come by and to join us and to worship with us. Uh, if you're not praying nothing, you ain't doing nothing. That's what I always say. If you're not praying nothing, you're not doing, you aren't doing anything. But I just say it like this. If you ain't praying nothing, you ain't doing nothing. All right. Glory to God. Amen. For God. Amen. God won't move on our situations except we pray. Prayer is the door. Prayer is the door. Amen. Prayer is the key. Prayer is the door. Praise God. Amen. That we enter in, that we can ask the Lord and make our requests known to him. And then he'll move in and begin to work in our situation. So God wants people that will worship him in spirit and in truth. But he also wants, amen, a praying people, amen, on today. Uh, let's look at some scriptures. Glory to God on today. Amen. As we look this morning, I want you to go with me to, um, okay, Romans chapter 15. Go to Romans chapter 15, if you would, please. And verse 30, I'm going to read two scriptures, Romans 13, I mean, Romans 15 and verse 30. And also I'm going to read 1 Samuel 12 and 23. Glory to 1 Samuel 12 and 23. And Romans 15 and 30. Now Romans 15 and 30 says, Now I beseech you, brethren, for the Lord Jesus Christ's sake, and for the love of the Spirit, 
that you strive together with me in your prayers to God for me. That you strive together with me in your prayers to God for me. And 1 Samuel 12 and 23 says, As for me, far be it from me that I should sin against the Lord by failing to pray for you. And we want to say, uh, use for a text or for a thought this morning, Lord, give me a praying spirit. All right, Lord, give me a praying spirit. And as we look here at uh as we look at Romans chapter 15 and verse 30, we see where the Apostle Paul is urging, amen, he is urging the people to pray with him and to pray for him, glory to God. Now, this is a man, the Apostle Paul, who he knew how to pray, and he knew how to pray with his whole being and with his whole heart, glory to God. And that's what God is looking for, amen, people that will put their everything into prayer, not just a convenient prayer, not a microwave prayer, not a, 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 a prayer that is divided, amen, where your attention is on one thing and then the other, glory to God, but a wholehearted prayer. So when Paul said to the people there, he was saying to join him in his struggle. He said, as you strive, he used the word strive, glory to God, that you strive together with me in prayer to God, amen, for me. And that tells us that Paul's praying how and how much he put into his praying but not only was he praying for himself he asked others to pray for him and he used the way word strive and that means to devote serious effort or energy and to struggle to struggle against the opposition a man that may come against you to make an effort with exertion, I mean, I'm telling you, you labor hard. You pray like Elijah was praying when he was up on, on the mount looking for rain after it hadn't rained for three and a half years. And he was praying for rain to come, glory to God. And he assumed that position of prayer with his head between his knees. And he prayed until a cloud appeared about the size of a man's hand. His whole body, his whole mind, his whole soul, his whole spirit. Spirit, glory to God was in it. So you've got to pray with your whole body, with your whole mind. He said, strive with me in prayer to God. Glory to God. Strive to enter in at the straight gate. It's what Jesus said. Strive. That word strive means something because he didn't want them to just do a casual prayer. He wanted them to actually come against the opposition that was coming against him in prayer. In prayer. And I don't know if you ever thought about it or not. Glory to God. But the, the enemy will fight your prayer life. The enemy will fight your prayer time. Glory to God. Because your prayers are the very thing that moves God. That makes God take action in any given situation. I don't care where it is. In the White House. In your house. Wherever you're praying, whatever you're praying about, whatever you, when you enter in, glory to God, it's your prayers, amen, that's moving God to move and to act, glory to God, on that situation. And Paul saw prayer as a great battle that men and women of God must fight. We have to fight, and if we fight, we must fight, amen, in prayer, glory to God. The world is a battleground, the world is a battlefield, amen, but prayer, amen, is the most effective weapon that we'll be able to use. Glory to God. You got to, Paul looked at it like he was in a life and death battle. Glory to God. And what he had to do and the things that he had to set up, the things he had to endure from people, all the uh, enemy coming against him all the time. He knew that the answer to that was prayer. Glory to God. Because a lot was at stake then and a lot is at stake now. So we've got to pray. Glory to God. And never before and everything depends on the strength, amen, that you put into prayer. 
fervent prayer, glory to God, like Jesus prayed in Hebrews 5 and 7, glory to God. He prayed fervently, glory to God, with tears and crying out to God. There's no glory to God. There's no nothing, absolutely nothing that prayer cannot wipe away. There is no tears. Amen. The prayer can't dry up. There's no depression of spirit. The prayer can't lift up. There's no strife of despair. The prayer can't drive away. Prayer changes things. You look at what Samuel said. Just look at what Samuel said. The prophet Samuel in 1 Samuel 12 and 23. He said, as for me, Far be it from me that I should sin against the Lord by failing to pray for you. And you know, James told us, glory to God, in the fifth chapter of James, that we pray for one another. Pray for one another that you may be healed, glory to God. James also said the effectual fervent prayer of the righteous, amen, of righteous man does what? It avails much, glory to God. Lord, give me a praying spirit. That's what the people of God need. That's what people need today, a praying spirit, glory to God. I mean, they may have a lot of spirits, but their only spirit that matter, amen, is the Holy Spirit that you can pray in the power of the Holy Ghost, glory to God, and that you have a praying spirit, and you get a praying spirit by doing what? By praying and by asking, amen, for a praying spirit. Go on this morning and say, Lord, give me a praying spirit. As Samuel prayed this prayer, as Samuel spoke these words, he said, as for me, and I'm saying it this morning, as for me, far be it from me, Barbara Bolden, that I should sin against the Lord by failing to pray for you. Glory to God. Amen. Well, guess what? Glory to God. We we have no problem praying for ourselves. We have no problem praying for our loved ones, some of them, if we aren't mad at them, glory to God. But what about, have you ever looked at it as sin not to pray for one another, glory to God? Samuel said it would be sin, far be it for me that I should sin against who? Against the Lord. Not against you, glory to God. Not against your family member or somebody you got into with, uh, had a disagreement with on your job. But he said, far be it from me that I should sin against the Lord by failing to pray for you, glory to God. Lord, we have to pray for each other as never before. And we have to pray from a pure heart, glory to God. So Samuel was a praying man, and we know that he was. We know that he was formed, that he was conceived, amen, as his mother Hannah, glory to God, bowed at the altar there in First Samuel, glory to God, when she bowed at the altar and prayed with all her heart for the Lord, amen, to give her a son, glory to God. She was misunderstood in the prayer. Eli thought she, the priest thought she was drunk, but when she explained to him why she was crying out to the Lord, no words were coming out of her mouth, but the prayer was so hot. The prayer was so heavy, glory to God. You know, God hear what you don't say anyway, praise God. If her mouth had been closed and she'd been praying within herself, amen, her prayer, glory to God, would still have been out. But he let her know that as she was barren, that when she left that place of prayer, she was going to leave and conceive life. And that life, God gave her a son, and it was Samuel. Glory to God. He was conceived in prayer, praise God, by prayer and through prayer. Glory to God. Though she had been barren, I guess she was born barren, praise God. But God opened up her womb and gave her a son, and she gave that son back to the Lord. And that son was Samuel, the very man that wrote here and said that I sin not. He don't want to sin against the Lord by not praying. Amen. For the people, glory to God. He was a praying man. Samuel was a praying man. He had a praying spirit and he had great influence with God through prayer. First Samuel 13 and 19. Glory to God says that none of Samuel's words fell to the ground. Why? Because 
at that young age, he had developed, amen, a praying spirit. He was there in the temple, amen, with Eli, glory to God. He came up, amen, in the temple, glory to God. And Samuel was a man that had a praying spirit, glory to God. And I thank and I praise God. Y'all come on this morning and say, Lord, give me a praying spirit, glory to God. He prayed, glory to God. From his whole being, he didn't pray, amen, just a half-hearted prayer. I believe he prayed, glory to God, with all his might and with all his strength. I believe the Apostle Paul prayed with all his might and with all his strength. And that's what we have to do. We have to pray with all our heart and with all our might. Not a lukewarm prayer, but a prayer that involves the spirit. It involves the mind and it involves the heart and the soul and the body. See, God's not looking God's not looking for somebody, amen, that just pray on occasion. God's not looking for somebody that just pray half-hearted with a distracted mind. God wants people, amen, that really will yoke up to him in prayer, glory to God, and pray for the situations in the world. Pray for the situations in the cities. Pray for the situation in your family and in your home. He wants you to pray, glory to God. Prayer changes things, glory to God. But what's lacking today is a spirit, the spirit of prayer that can only be, be developed, amen, through prayer. And as you're praying and you ask God to give you a praying spirit, amen, you'll notice your prayer life will indeed, it'll begin to change. Why? Because you'll enter into that place of prayer with all your spirit, mind, soul, and body. God's looking for a few good men. God is looking for a few good women who will give themselves totally to the Lord and give themselves to him in prayer. God wants holy people who are wholehearted and true for his service and for his work of praying. Yes, praying is a work, glory to God. Praying is a work and praying is a work, amen, that, that has to have dedication. You have to be dedicated, amen. You got to make your mind up, glory to God, to pray. Look at what Luke 22 and 41 says, it says that Jesus withdrew about a throne's throw beyond them and he kneeled down, glory to God, he kneeled down and prayed. So why, why would it say that? Because that's what he did, but he kneeled down and prayed, glory to God. This is a specific position in prayer, a position of humility. The whole being of a person must be engaged in prayer, glory to God. Your heart, your life, your mind, your intellect, because the mind, amen, is the intelligent part, amen, of you and of me. That's the intelligent part. And it tells you, first of all, that you've got a situation. And the fact that you've got a situation going on, then it's your mind that tells you, you need to go pray. You need to go pray about this. Even before you do anything, your intellect jumps in, glory to God, and say, you need to go pray, glory to God. And then when you go pray, glory to God, you may kneel, you may stand, you may stretch out before God, but it's your mind that tells you, glory Glory to God, your intellect, what to do, just as Jesus did in Gethsemane, where he prayed before uh, Judas Iscariot betrays him, betrayed him. He stretched out, amen, on his face in prayer. He prostrated himself in prayer. So I'm telling you, the body always take on the form. The body always takes on the form most suited for the state of of your soul at the time that you're praying. Glory to God. What do you mean, Barbara? What you talking about, Barbara Bowden, this morning? Your body always take on the form. Why have you not noticed, glory to God, that sometimes when situations come, you pray and you may be walking around praying. You may not kneel down. You may not lay down and prostrate yourself on the floor. Glory to God. You may not even be sitting. Or you may be sitting and you get up. It depends, amen, on the degree, amen, of the thing that you're praying for, on how serious it is or what it calls for. I'm telling you, body language even means something before the Lord. Uh, Elijah didn't have to kneel down and play or get down and put his 
face uh, head between his knees to pray, but that was the, what the position called for as he was birthing out, as he was straining out, as he was praying, and it took seven times before that cloud appeared, amen, and rain came again after a three and a half year drought, but he prayed in that position. Jesus, sometimes Jesus kneeled, glory to God, in a position of humility, and he prayed, glory to God, and sometimes it was so severe, sometimes the thing and the trouble was so bad, it was so much that was coming, glory to God, like he was getting ready to be taken to Calvary. He was getting ready to go through the ordeal of his life. He stretched out on his face before God and he began to cry out and to pray to the Lord. And there are some things, glory to God, that you can pray while you're walking. Glory to God. There are some things that you can pray while you're sitting in your chair. But oh my God, there are some things, glory to God, lay you flat on your belly before God as you begin to cry out for him to intervene in whatever's going on glory to God with your child with whatever's going on with your spouse with whatever's going on in your body with whatever's going on in the nation glory to God with whatever's going on in the state or going on in your city it depends glory to God on how great that situation is and how it affects you that it will affect your mind spirit soul and your body and when you enter into prayer and you put your whole body in to it. Come on somebody this morning. Say, Lord, give me a praying spirit that when you enter in, glory to God, whatever the position called for, you pray with the assurance that God hears your prayers and your prayers have been answered. Lord, give me a praying spirit on today. That's what he's calling for for the people on today. He need and he's looking for a few good men, glory to God, who will humble themselves below their own opinion. Amen. And seek his face sincerely. Not his hands, but his face. He's looking for a few good women, glory to God, who will bend down, who will go beyond, amen, their prayer, but get their face, amen, break a face for Jesus, glory to God, don't try to be cute, don't try to be pretty with it, amen, break a face, amen, sometimes, amen, when you're praying, you'll cry, amen, you, you don't care what you look like, glory to God, when you're praying, you pray from your heart, and you pray from your spirit, you pray with your spirit, soul, mind, and body, you put everything into it, God's calling, amen, for that type of fervent prayer on today. Lord, give me a praying spirit as I pray, amen, for the people as I pray, glory to God, as I pray, Lord, give me a praying spirit, glory to God, in the mighty name of Jesus, because I know that prayer is the only thing that'll do something about everything. If you believe that this morning, then tell the Lord, thank you, glory to God, and ask him, pray, Lord, give me a praying spirit. The way is praying when you get up, praying, amen, as you go through the day, set aside times, amen, to pray. Set your clock, set your watch, glory to God, for prayer time, amen. Lunchtime is high noon, glory to God. But rather than thinking, amen, about food and what you're going to have for lunch, amen, think about being able to enter into that place of prayer for just a few minutes in your car, glory to God. It doesn't matter where you are, but it does matter what you're doing, glory to God. Amen, amen, amen. So I thank God. Pray, 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 glory to God. Pray, glory to God. The word of God said, pray without ceasing, praise God. So God is calling, amen, for a higher level of prayer, a more consecrated level of prayer, glory to God, from us. So in order to have that and in order to do that, we all must pray, Lord, give me a praying spirit. Amen. Amen. That's the word of God for the people of God, from the woman of God. God bless you. God keep you. Have a great week in Jesus. This is Apostle Barbara Bolden, pastor of the Anointed Church of the Living God, saying I love you and God loves you too.